Hello, welcome to another edition of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is Chris Bellardi, Director of Digital Engagement and Communications in the Office of Alumni Engagement at Syracuse University, and myself, a 1995 grad. Everything great and successful and like meaningful in my life would not exist really if I didn't go to Syracuse. That is Ben Holtzman, a 2013 graduate of the musical theater program at the College of Visual and Performing Arts. We're going to sit down with Ben and his classmate Sammy Lopez, who are making their mark on the theater world, though they're making their mark in a way they didn't initially anticipate, certainly not when they came to Syracuse. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the influence of social media on Broadway today, how they stay connected to Syracuse University, and much, much more. But we've got to start with how they both wound up at SU in the first place. I was crazy about college auditioning. I was, um, when we were in high school, YouTube was just starting to get big and the musical theater programs in the country started to have like a really big presence on YouTube and they would post a lot of videos of performances and it kind of like became this online like craze sort of very strangely. So I was like obsessed with these videos. I knew all the best schools. I knew all the kids that were going there and I did a bunch of summer programs at various schools and I only applied to the top 10 schools in the country. So Syracuse is one of the top 10 schools. And when I, I got into a few and Syracuse sort of in some weird way was like not what I was looking for, but seemed like the place that could offer the most in terms of what I wanted in a, in a experience, in terms that it was a university, it wasn't a conservatory. I loved that there was a professional theater within the program. I thought that that was amazing and like such an opportunity and something that I wanted to take advantage of. I loved that they had the last semester, the Tepper program in New York. I thought that that was unlike anything I'd ever heard. And I don't know, when I came to visit, I just, I just liked it. I just thought, I thought out of my choices, it was like the place that I would be able to make the path that I wanted the best. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, and the way it's worked out. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, no, pretty good. Honestly, like <laughs> everything great and successful and like meaningful in my life would not exist really if I didn't go to Syracuse because the people that I met there are my coworkers, the people that I create with, the people that inspire me, my best friends. I mean, it's just my family. Yeah. And we, we hear the word family a lot, and, and we use it a lot. I mean, it, it's great. How about you, Sammy? How did, how did you wind up in central New York? Well, I am born and raised in Los Angeles. And so it's a logical choice. <laughs> exactly. But I, I had never been to the East Coast uh, prior to my college research, and something about me said it was East Coast or bust. And I applied to 13 different schools all on the East Coast, and uh, with the ones that I got accepted to, I did a little college visit to all of them, and Syracuse was the last one on my stop. Hmm. And I thought I already chosen my school, and then I get to the campus with my parents, and I totally fell in love. It felt like home, and the way that it was a a university with with a you know focus like conservatory style training in this awesome. Uh, complex down at Syracuse stage I was I could see myself training there and there was a black box theater that they have 
that um, one of the students who was just sitting around uh, took me to go see it. And she she was explaining, you know, how it's a student-run theater company that's within this black box space, and that's kind of the hook for me. And I was like, oh, I want to make something in the black box. And I ended up being the president of the black box players when I was in school. Um, but I think that that was really uh, the hook for me. Isn't it wild how that decision is so impactful on on everything moving forward. I mean, you talk about the people you are friends with, the people you create with, the people you work with. It's amazing how, yeah. how it all comes down to that that thing. And and truly, like, our friends that we have who went to other programs, like, all envy us because of how close we all are. Truly, they do. Yes. That's pretty special. Yeah, I don't know if you know, Ben and I were roommates freshman year of college. Yeah, we that's how we in, met. Yeah, we lived in Bowling Hall 102. And we stayed roommates through the rest of school. That's amazing. And after, and, and, and until after. just a year ago. And, and now you you collaborate. Now you work together on things. Yeah, yes. and we're business partners. Right. <laughs> just to add more bullet right? points to the list of what we are. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's wild. And that was a random pairing freshman year. No, or no. Was, it wasn't. We okay. Had a mutual friend. All right. Yeah. So that. It, 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 a lot of times those freshman roommates are, are kind of random pairings, but yeah, yeah. but we, it, it worked out pretty well. We had never met, but Sammy's best friend from LA that he went to high school with, I did a summer program with the summer before senior year of high school, and she was one of my best gotcha. friends there. Yep. So when, because also Facebook was really yeah. getting big right <laughs> at this time. Um, there were all the groups, so anyone who got into any school would join like Syracuse MT class of 13 or whatever yep. schools you got into, you would join all of those groups, so everyone was talking. Yeah. Like, So I saw that we had Celeste, as her name is a mutual friend, hey Celeste, <laughs> um, and I asked her, I was like, should we room together, and she said yeah, so. That's, that's crazy, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting, that you, you talk about the rise of social media. You mentioned YouTube as a place to go see college performing arts videos, mm-hmm. Facebook as a way to connect with people. You guys were involved in a show that would probably not have been on Broadway if not for social media. Would not have been. On would Broadway. not have been. I mean, yeah, forget probably. Would not have been. That's Be More Chill. Yeah. Which um, really is, is the, I think, probably the first show that, that people can say, make that direct line from social media to to Broadway. What does that say about kind of, and, and the fact that you are, you guys are kind of, kind of grew, went through college and kind of grew up with this, this era of social media and the impact it can have. Uh, how does that impact Broadway today? Which certainly has changed demographically, I think, from, from where it was yeah. two decades ago. That's literally Sammy's job, so I'm going to let him <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, well, I, after college, when I sort of transitioned out of performing into uh, theater management, um, I was working for a company that they uh, Instagram had just been started, and they wanted to create an Instagram for the show, and no one in the office wanted to do it. So I was like, oh, I'll run it. And so I kind of fell into this uh, social media path through that job. Um, but I work now for a, a social media agency, and we do a social media campaign and strategy for uh, Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows, shows on the road. and. That's all that is. I think that's the the trigger between you know 
giving the fans a voice and get, making fans feel empowered and having you know word of mouth and it's in a way it's like the the power of a print ad is now the power of an Instagram post it's Wow. And it's diversified the types of shows I think we see on Broadway with, with things like Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, I think Hamilton certainly had its own, the, the ham for ham, you know, stage door stuff uh, was definitely a social media thing. But the prom, be more chill. There's, there's a lot of shows that may not have been able to find their audience if not for social media. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how social media, I mean, just to like make this in a bigger topic, it's it's affected the entertainment industry in no such doubt. a profound way. And it's created accessibility in such a crazy way where, you know, at a certain, you know, look at how all of the pop stars that have been discovered from YouTube. I mean, Justin Bieber was like a kid in Canada who was like singing on the street with a guitar that somebody filmed and now he's the biggest star in the world. So, but it, it's every industry, yeah. it's just accessibility. And it's, you know, now they've added all these layers of like you pay for advertising and <laughs> more people see it. But at the same time, it's also free advertising. If you can catch a wind or catch a trend or blow up on social media, you suddenly have a following and you can kind of steer that wherever you want to take it. Yeah, you get those kind of passionate fans who say, you know, we're going to make this our campaign. This is our mission. Exactly. And they take to social media and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. when it works, man, it's a, it's an impressive thing to see. It really is. When you think about, let's talk about, speaking of transitions, let's talk about the transition that, that you guys made. Um, you both went to school to be musical theater majors. So performing is what you were thinking you were going to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that changed without us realizing yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing how uh you can go into like i i went in went into syracuse like east coast or bus broadway or bus that's what i wanted to do and you know you realize that every step that uh both of us made throughout our syracuse careers we now use those skills but in our management side and not necessarily as performers but training as an actor has helped inform all of our management skills leadership skills public speaking how to you know effectively communicate to you know people when there's an issue that arises like i think it all stems back to our active training and we also owned our artistry at syracuse you know mm -hmm. we delved into material in a way that most people who work in theater management maybe have it and we learned the history of the craft and really like got inside of it and I feel like we can look at a script and know if this is going to play on a stage and we can go and see a show and have specific elements that we see things working and not working because we had the opportunity to hone our artistry at Syracuse. One of the things that I have consistently heard in, in talking to graduates of the program is they don't leave any stone unturned. We have to learn all of it. Yeah. And it sounds like learning all of it helps you do any of it. Absolutely. And you know, to go back to sort of what we were talking, Syracuse ended up being like the program out of all of the schools that I applied to that like wasn't gonna cater to what I was relying on. Like I was trying to be a certain type of performer and a certain type of person and personality maybe based on like what I saw other people doing. And Syracuse kind of 
called me out on all my BS like from day one <laughs> and gave me a really, really hard time. Like, you know, we have an evaluation at Syracuse after our sophomore year. And I was the only person in my class that failed both evaluations because they all saw that I was like walking in with ego and not doing the work and not just not investing myself as much as I could have. And they were dead right. And it was the teachers there, like sort of making me look inward and sort of look at what I'm doing and what I want and how I'm coasting through this program and what I'm going to take away from it. That sort of led me to plant that seed that, you know, producing was where I wanted to go. That's really interesting. People say, you know, I grew up in college. Sounds like you literally yeah. were forced to grow up by yeah. your teacher. I mean, by, yeah, by the, the program. I, I went to high school in Manhattan. I was like a city kid and I was auditioning for Broadway shows before I went to school. And, you know, I came in with all of this attitude and ego because I thought I knew better and thought I was better. And, and they sort of just didn't allow me to ride by on that, <laughs> where I think if I would have gone to some of the other programs I was looking at, I probably could have gotten away with a lot more. Interesting. Sammy, what, what do you feel like you really took away from, other than that, you know, learning all those skills, what, what did you take away from that experience? I think that Syracuse empowered me to be take the risk to create my own art. When we first graduated, graduated from Syracuse, uh, both of us started our own kind of mini companies. I started a theater company uh, with four other SU alums. We did it for about four and a half years, and um, it was the most exciting time of a post-grad life. You know, we were just making art. It was a small nonprofit we formed, yeah. and we were we. You know, I think I I wouldn't wouldn't have been so willing to take that risk without the teachers at Syracuse giving me the confidence that I could do that, that I could go out and raise money to put on a play in Manhattan when I'm a kid from LA. You know, like it, <laughs> and there's a lot of plays in know? Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot of competition in that yeah, world. So, you know, I think Ben also, he, him and, and he has a whole slew of alums in a group that he still runs, um, Range Acapella. Um, yeah, I run a, a music group with another SU alum, Ross Baum, and there's 12 of us and seven of us are SU grads. And we were all musical theater kids and in an acapella group at Syracuse. For, for, so for our sports fans, it's kind of like the Bayheim's army of, of the VPA <laughs> performing arts program, right? Yes, I mean, exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> um, so when we were all first here in the city and auditioning and trying to get jobs, but feeling like creatively stifled, we loved those times like singing together in college. So we were like, let's just do this. Let's just put videos on YouTube and do it for us. Like it's just for fun. Your Hamilton in seven minutes is phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ross Ranger. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. But just you wait, just you, Six months in, we had put two videos on YouTube and actually through an SU connection, um, an SU alum from the communications school, Camissa Hill, was um, working for the E! Network and they were looking for an acapella group to come sing on the red carpet at the Oscars. And in like a matter of days, we somehow got this job and had a week to arrange um, a mashup of 13 Academy Award winning songs, but we could only use 15 seconds or less of each song. For rights we had, purposes, right? Yeah, we had to learn it, we had to write it, like rehearse it, learn it, rehearse it, 
and get to LA and like in tuxedos and gowns to sit on the red carpet. It was insane. And it was also one of the most exhilarating experiences ever. But sort of once that happened, we were like, oh, we could do like anything now. So now we have 60,000 subscribers on YouTube. Our Hamilton cover has 7.8 million views. We've worked with Sesame Street, Nickelodeon. We perform with Kelly Clarkson at Radio City. We've done Billboard, Playbill. We perform at all these charity galas around the city all the time. And, you know, we now get paid to do it, which is hilarious. But (laughs) it's really still like a, a really creative safe haven for us. Like literally, Mary Claire, who's in it, is in Chicago right now. Hannah, who's in Range, is Alphabet and Wicked. Chris was in Finding Neverland. I'm producing a show. Ross is writing a show. Stephanie's on the Hamilton tour. Sydney was just on the Kinky Boots tour. <laughs> like, everyone's, like, at the top of their game, and we're still doing this thing together. So it's cool. Which is amazing. Uh, when you think about the idea that now you're out, now, now you're some of the people who those who are looking at going to Syracuse or are currently students at Syracuse are, are looking up to and thinking, man, you know, I, I, I'm aspiring to go in that direction. How do you try to, to stay connected to the university and the VPA program uh, and, and give, give back? We're, well, we're super connected yeah. to, the, to the program. I mean, I think, you know, on the way out of um, Syracuse, when we were done, I said to Ralph Zito, um, the chair of the yeah. program in a joking way. He's like, you'll come back and visit, right? I was like, only to teach a master class <laughs> as a joke, right. as a joke. But now he's hired us to we produce the showcase. So we go back every year and work with the kids and give them sort of a crash course. And Sammy does a crash course in social media. We talk about how to start preparing themselves for the industry. We bring all of the industry, the agents and managers and producers and everything to the show in New York to see them. And we also run Orange and the Apple, which is a SU drama program alumni page where we, you know, we just sort of empower, it's it's empowering. I mean, I think people actually really enjoy Orange and the Apple. I think everyone gets really proud for each other and everyone knows what everyone's doing. And it's it's a network almost. And, I th- and there are multiple universities that have straight up copied us <laughs> like to the format that we highest form of flattery yeah no right? it's 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 really cool and i just feel like not to diss syracuse in any way because i love syracuse but some of the other programs and i've said this to dean tick and tracy and Ryan, <laughs> some of the other programs are so diligent about keeping tabs on all of their alumni and can present a list to you upon arrival of everyone and what everyone's doing and I can say, because I've been that prospective student, it's really impressive. Yeah. It's really impressive because what do you have? That's the best way you base these programs on the success rate, you know, okay. who's working the most. And I feel like right now, I think whatever shift happened to the university, like in the 90s, late 90s, whenever I think the faculty that came in at that time, like the kids that are coming out from the 2000s and on, are, were, were trained really well. I mean, this was a prime time for the university, and a lot of us are really rising up in a lot of big ways. There's a lot of people working, not just you know doing random jobs around, like starring in Broadway shows, Tony Award-winning actors and actresses, and you know I think it empowers us all to to see those people succeeding. And I think it's really yeah. we feel really blessed to still have this 
relationship with the university and it empowers us yeah. too because at the end of the day like that's where we met like <laughs> our business and what we're doing and the things that are bringing us the most excitement in our life like are very deeply rooted in Bowling Hall <laughs> very orange and yeah. it's also got to be rewarding to do that too right to, to, to know that you're having an impact on someone who's up and coming a student yeah. well that's what I was going to say going back to us doing the Syracuse showcase it feels like a very full circle type of gig that we get to do every year because we get to spend time with the seniors right before they're about to go to Tepper and we get to give them some tools that will help them but at the end of the day it's like we we tell them now it's it's time for you to get rid of your student mindset and you're in charge of your life you can become the content creator you want through YouTube you know use your talent and record yourself and put yourself out there and you can make a change and I think that's the most rewarding part of coming back every year and being able to see the students who get signed with big agencies or book a Broadway show right out of the showcase it's it's really exciting and I think it goes back to this idea of community and of the Syracuse family and why Orange and the Apple is so exciting because we all support each other and while I think Orange and the Apple is forever evolving and you know how how we find the news of our classmates or other alums that are working um, that's I mean it's hard to keep up no because there's every day there's something new you know <laughs> right we we have a slack channel with us and another alum Chris Dwan who helps us run the channel and um, we are always changing what we're going to post for the day because something new comes up. Oh, it's the Emmy nomination just yeah, came out. Yeah, like, pull that here for me. It was just nominated for an Emmy. We're pushing that back. Right. Yes. So it's, it's fun, and it, it, it just makes us, um, I don't know, feel proud to be able to say I went to Syracuse. And in a world that is an extremely competitive world, it's nice to have that sense of pride because when one wins, you all kind of win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Orange Mafia is very real and we're in all facets of the industry and like we want, it's exciting to, to give back in that way and to also like it toots your own horn because you went to Syracuse and this person who's so good also did. So yeah, I'm going to hire them to do this job. I mean, it's just, it's more fun. Yeah, and uh, you know, I work in 1501, which is um, 1501 Broadway, and we are working out of the Hamilton offices. And my big shares uh, is in the same floor as me. And so she, you know, it's it's crazy that the connections of bigs and littles, and you you run into people all the time. And even, you know, I was in an advertising meeting for a show that's coming up and I mentioned Syracuse and someone was like, oh, my husband went to Syracuse or, or I know someone that went to the Syracuse stage event. Like, and it's awesome. And you walk down the street in New York City and you see Orange and you see, you know, Syracuse gear. And yeah, it's, you know, you know, you know yeah. that, <laughs> that you've got people everywhere, yeah, which, it's is, really which a is a legacy. nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's... Just in in a, in a few minutes that we that we have left, I mean, it's a podcast, so I guess it could go on forever, but it won't. Um, what's next? What, what, what are we working on now? So we're about to take on our biggest um, acquisition. We're lead producing our first show, um, which is written by a Syracuse alum, Ross Baum, who's one of our best friends and who I run range with. Him and his writing partner Angelica Shuri have written 
this astounding musical called Gun and Powder, which they have entrusted into our hands to lead the path to Broadway. So we are taking it out of town to the Signature Theater in Arlington, Virginia, right outside of DC for a premiere production. And we're like pretty much in the nitty gritty of casting and getting everything together. We're six months out. So it's exciting. Ben and I have been, you know, assistants for the last couple of years and we've co-produced some shows and, you know, been involved in the Broadway process. So this is the first time where we're able to kind of step into the driver's seat, which is, uh, you know, just like being a sponge the last few years has just helped prepare us for uh, this step and you know it's a day to day you know it, it's the, the fires yeah. as they come it's the next logical step but it's there's also got to be just to, to tie it all back there's got to be that that strength in knowing that if you've got questions you know where you can turn to get answers yeah exactly no I mean we've both been really lucky to have amazing mentors and you know allies and people that we trust you know we're working with you build a team of being a producer is building your team and we feel really confident in our ability to do that because of the experience we've had over the last couple of years great stuff there from ben holtzman and sammy lopez we'll be watching as they continue to really make their mark in the theater world on broadway and beyond thank you for listening to this edition of the cuse conversations podcast my name is chris velarde we're back with another very soon see you then go orange